This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father God, for enveloping this service in the atmosphere of eternity. I thank you, Father God, that each person in this place is feeling included within the four walls of your throne room. Oh, Father God, that your people will experience your touch, hear your voice, and experience, Father God, revelation in their hearts as your word goes forth this morning through my mouth, which you use as your mouthpiece. Oh, Father God, if there's any person with scales upon their spiritual eyes, I ask you that those scales will fall away and your people will see who they are in Christ. Your people will rise according to their design and, Father God, live above their circumstances and not under their circumstances. I thank you, Father God, that your people are touched in a very special way this morning. And each and every person will know in this place this morning that they have been sanctified by the Lord. They have been blessed by the Lord. They have been empowered to prosper and overcome any obstacle and any challenge in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray this, and the children of God said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, family. The title of my message this morning is Aligning My Design with My Present and Future. Now, we all go through storms in life, and we all experience challenges. We all experience setbacks in life and betrayals and disappointments, but we should never allow our circumstances rule over us. We should never allow the emotions we experience when we go through the storm to become us. We are not the emotion we experience. Our true identity is found in Christ. The Word of God says in James 1, to 25 in the New Living Translation, but don't just listen to the Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. And I don't want to be fooled. Amen. Who wants to be fooled? So don't just read the word. God says, do the word. Become the word. See yourself in the word. The word has been created for us. Verse 23 says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey the word, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. If you see yourself walk away, you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. So in other words, the Word of God says there are many Christians that only do window shopping when they read the Word. They don't take with them what they've received at the cross. They don't take with them their true identity when they've finished reading the Word. Allow the Word to become you. Allow yourself to become the Word. Amen? But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing so. I want to be blessed. I want to be, I want to be an overcomer in all senses of the word. Amen? I want to be the head and not the tail, and God has made me the head, and God has made you the head and not the tail. One of the primary reasons Jesus came to earth was to introduce us to ourself again. He came to earth to remind us, hey, this is who you actually are. You are created in the image and likeness of God. When you see me, you see the Father. And the things that I do, you will do also. And even greater things than I've done, you will do. So Jesus actually came and said, hey, you are not called to live in a fallen state. You are not called to eat from the I cannot tree. 
you are called to eat from. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a victor. I am an overcomer. Amen. Jesus said, it is finished. It is done. I've given you the keys. Jesus is not hiding in history, nor in outer space, neither in the future or in the pages of Scripture. Jesus is not hiding there. He is merely mirrored in the Scriptures <laughs> to be unveiled within us. The kingdom of God is in us. The Word of God is our mirror. The way we were designed and we were engineered. And we need to live according to our design, not according to default. When I look in the Word, I see myself. This is how I have been created. This is the way I should function. This is the way I've been formed. This is my portion. <laughs> this is my inheritance. I am not my mistakes. <laughs> I am not my failures. I'm not my reputation. <laughs> I'm not the person that my, my parents told me I am. When my parents declared scripture over me, they only reminded me who I am. Amen. <laughs> I'm not the opinions of others. <laughs> I am the word. I am the word. My true identity is found in the word. This is who I am. My success doesn't define me. And praise God, my mistakes is not me. And all of you that hasn't made mistakes, please come and tell me how you did this. I need your recipe. Some of us look so holy in church, you know. Don't be, don't look so holy. Thank you for that, amen. Sisman. This is the reason Jesus left his throne, put himself in a human body to come and remind us about who we are and what he created us to be. He came to earth to redeem man from his fallen state. The word tells us what our inheritance is. Jesus came to earth to redeem us and remind us who we are. Jesus declared it is finished. I cannot add anything to it, and I cannot subtract any, anything from it. Jesus said it is finished. I want to tell you this morning, don't allow condemnation to pull you down. Your slate is wiped clean. The old arrest warrant against you is canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all spiritual tyrants in the universe of the sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets according to Colossians chapter 2. Spiritual warfare teachings are a popular distraction that many modern-day churches engage in. It preaches a defeated devil, but back into business. I want to tell you the devil's not back into business in your life. The devil is defeated. He's under your feet. You are not called from the I cannot tree to live from the fruit of the I cannot tree. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Your real life is hidden in Christ. You can overcome. 
You can get through this storm. You can get your children out of the grip of the devil. You can get this contract. You can achieve the best in your company. You can bring the best fruit forth in your life because you are part of the I can tree. The tree of the impossible. When you look at Pharaoh was taken out of the equation when Israel was delivered out of Egypt. They then, when you look at the Israelites, they were delivered from Pharaoh. But the moment Pharaoh was taken out of the equation, they became their own worst enemy. By continuing to believe a lie about themselves. You don't believe a lie about yourself. You are not called to function in a fallen mindset. You are called to function according to the word. The word was written for you. You are called to live the word. You are called to breathe the word. We are called to be victors in life. We are the righteousness of Christ. When I make a mistake, Father, forgive me and move on. Become what God has called you to be. Don't allow religion to condemn you. James says that a double-minded person deceives himself. Some of us need some detox. We need to detox some lies, religious lies out of our system. Any teaching that distracts from the success of the cross is a waste of time to pursue in your life. The only possible way we can delay the glory that follows the cross in our lives is by underestimating what happened when Jesus cried out and said, it is finished. Don't underestimate what Jesus has done. When God looks at you, he looks at you in Christ. You have all that Jesus has paid for. You have been fully redeemed in every area of your life. Don't allow sickness to destroy you. Don't allow condemnation to pull you down. Don't allow poverty to rule over you. Don't allow the mistakes of the past take hold of you. You don't allow the success that you are in today to be the ultimate of your life. God will always call you out of success into greater sacrifice. God will always want to take you higher than you are today. And you don't become the emotion of failure. Jesus grilled by the Pharisees when they asked him, well, you tell us when the kingdom of God will come. Jesus answered them and said, the kingdom of God doesn't come by counting the days on the calendar. You can go and look it up in Luke 17 in the message. The kingdom of God is within you. Some people are still waiting. When will the kingdom of God come? The kingdom of God is within you. It just needs to be awakened when you look yourself in the mirror and say, this is who I am. This is my portion. This is my form. The kingdom of God is the authority of the Christ life. The life of our design. Redeemed to reign in the most attractive, practical lifestyle. We've heard this before that the only Bible certain people will read is your life. When they look at you, your life is the message. Christ is our life. Nothing that is in the word distracts from who God is. Jesus said in John 14 verse 9, he says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So Jesus is the word. But the word has never been written until Jesus came. I'm shocking some of you. 
In the Old Testament, you know, when you, when you read a mail, when someone reads you a mail, you only receive 30% of their communication. You don't see their hand gestures. You don't hear the tone of their voice. You can't see their eyes to see and determine their hearts. You don't see their facial expressions. A male, it's only 30% of communication. The other 70%, you miss. And the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through the prophets. Jeremiah, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Samuel, small prophets. But he spoke to the people through Moses. And the people heard God through his prophets. So in other words, they only saw the words. They only received the mail. Jesus came to earth and he said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. In other words, Jesus was the full expression of God on earth. He said, you are, you are free, go and sin no more. You are forgiven, go and sin no more. Jesus said, I healed you. Jesus delivered people. Jesus shared the love of God. He never exposed people. He just helped people. He restored people. He put them back together. And he reminded people who they are. He showed the true heart of God. In the Old Testament, they heard notes. If I have to take the, I'm not a musician at all. I can't even sing. I mean, if I sing, I must make sure the music is louder than my voice because I scrick for myself. So if you take, if I had to take the guitar tonight or this morning, I would just make noise. And that's what the people heard in the Old Testament. They heard noise. But Jesus came and he played the melody. He played the music and he showed the heart of God. God's Jesus remind, he just came to earth to remind us who we are, to introduce us to ourselves again. John 1 verse 1 to 4, the New Living Translation says, in the beginning the word already existed, the word was with God, and the word was God, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything. That was created and his life brought life to everyone. Now the moment we understand the beginning, in the beginning, the word was with God. The moment we understand the beginning, we understand destiny. The beginning declares the destiny of the word. We were created for the word. You weren't created for the best circumstances on earth. <laughs> you weren't created for, you know, the success you are experiencing today. We were created for the word. The logos, when the logos becomes, the moment the logos becomes rhema in our spirits, the beginning declares our destiny. Oh. Our outcome is set. In other words, when I read the word, the logos, and I realize and I capture and I catch what it says, boom, rhema. It becomes rhema. The moment it becomes rhema, I have found myself, this is the beginning, but I've also set my destiny. In other words, when you go on Google Maps and you say you want to go to Santon, intercontinental to, in Santon, and you are in the East Rand, you say, okay, intercontinental Santon, it shows you, bang, there's the intercontinental uh, Santon, but it's not connected to your location yet. The moment, it, and then it asks you, from where do you want to get there? And you say, from where I am, bang, what happens? Boom, connection takes place. 
So the moment you understand what the Word of God says about your situation, what the Word of God says about your challenge, what the Word of God says about your circumstances, God says, the moment you have revelation on what I declare about your situation, bang, destiny is set. All you need to do is drive the path. That's all you need to do. I remember back in uh, about 13, 14 years ago, my youngest daughter, she was three years old, back in 2005. My wife and I, you know, we, we ran two churches. We started many businesses. At the time, we had six businesses. I had to fly up from Port Elizabeth to run a church in Bethlehem, and one weekend in Bethlehem, one weekend in Port Elizabeth, businesses all over South Africa. And I just found like I couldn't, you know, I just, I was under so much pressure. We were in a season of tremendous expansion. And I was under so much pressure to, to juggle all the balls. And I said to God that one evening, I said to God, God, it was actually one afternoon, prayed in my bedroom and I said, God, I'm not, I, I don't feel adequate enough. I don't feel strong enough. I don't feel wise enough, you know. I don't feel that I've got all this potential to be able to do all the things you've put on my plate today. And while I was praying this, my daughter, um, about two weeks before that, on Father's Day, she made in preschool a little key ring holder for me, where she drew her father, nice and lean, sexy and slim, and she colored in him, him in, you know, but she went over the lines, and then she laminated this picture and made a key ring from it and gave it to me for Father's Day. And then God, when I was, while I was praying to God, God said to me, go to your key ring holder and take it and look at it. And so I went to the door, was on my bedroom key, and I took the key ring holder in my hand and I looked at it. And God said to me, what do you see? I said, well, it's a perfect picture, which my daughter drew about me. And she colored it in, but she went over the lines. And God said, is it perfect for you? I said, Yes. So he said, you just do what I called you to do. Even if you go over the lines, it's perfect for me. Amen. So do the work that God has called you to do. If you make mistakes, move on. Don't stay lying there and say, oh, no, no. you don't become your mistake. Amen. Never allow to become your emotion. Never allow to become your mistake. Overcome the hurdles. Jump them. And if you knock some of them over, keep on running. Don't stay stuck. Amen. I remember also in back in 2005, no, it was back in 2003, we went through a fast in Bethlehem, the whole church, for 40 days. And some people fasted. I fasted, of course, of chocolates. Because that's the biggest sacrifice I can give. <laughs> and sweets. And so, but many people fasted over things that has really, you know, taken some grip over their lives and, some people were fasting from TV and everything, but we were really pressing into the Lord. And we had amazing time in the Lord. And the fast was a huge success. Breaking the fast on the Sunday, you know, after a Holy Ghost service meeting, um, going back home, my wife and I, we just were in the clouds, in heavenly clouds. I mean, we were just stunned by what the Lord has done in the church and in people's lives over the 40 days. And it was about 11 o'clock at night, Sunday evening, lying in bed, reading, our, reading the Bible, just soaking into the presence of God. All of a sudden, the presence of God increased 
on me, not knowing that it was increasing on my wife as well. And the presence of God just became like a cloud over me, and it was just like saturating me. And I thought by myself, what's happening? And then all of a sudden, I heard some music. And I was thinking, what's this neighbor doing next door? 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday night. And so I was like listening and trying to figure out what this music was. But it was like a music that I've never heard before. And as I was intently listening to this music, it became louder and louder. And I figured out this is heavenly music. I'm hearing angels. I'm hearing heavenly instruments. And it was like we were, I was taken up in a cloud. And I, not knowing that my wife was experiencing, experiencing exactly the same. And I was, when I figured out what it was, and it's not the neighbor making noise, I turned to sis and I said, do you hear this? She said, yes, I hear this. It's amazing. It's amazing. I want to tell you, my brother, my sister, and this kept on for about 10 to 15 minutes. I want to tell you, my brother, my sister, on your own and your own effort, you cannot make things happen that way. You just need to believe that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God, and that God wants to reveal Himself in a mighty, special way. He's dealt with your sin. You are, you are worthy. You are worthy to be in His presence. You are worthy to walk in the supernatural. You are a supernatural being with a, a spirit mind where God says you just fill your spirit with the word. And when you walk and fill your spirit with the word, you'll see my supernatural move in your life in every sense of the word. Amen. The word of God says, are you listening? Are you, are you, are you learning this morning? And I'm going quick. Now listen to this. So Jesus always existed. Amen. Jesus even existed when Abram walked the earth. Jesus existed from the beginning. He always had continual existence. But the word was really written for us when Jesus came to earth. Because that was the full expression of God's heart to us. So when we look at Jesus, we see the full expression of the nature of the Father. Of God. This is who we are. Jesus came to forgive. Jesus came to heal. Jesus came to restore. Jesus came to deliver. Jesus came to set free. The gospel is not written to tell you how lost you are. The gospel is written to tell you how much loved you are. Woo. Woo. Some religious mindset is going... I don't need to knock sin out of you. I just need to tell you how much God loves you. You have a revelation on that, you'll never want to hurt him and never want to sin. <laughs> John 16 verse 7 says, now listen up, hear me. This is the mirror translation. Jesus speaks and he says, my departure is not to disadvantage you. Everything that is about to happen brings conclusion and bears together what the prophets pointed to. This will be your absolute advantage. He's about to be crucified. If I do not go away, your companion cannot come to you. But if I go, I will send to you one to be face to face with you, defining your very being. 
and that's the Holy Spirit. The word companion in this scripture is parakletos in Greek. It means para and kaleo, redefining our original being in the closest possible association and kindred companionship. It means closer to you than your breath. That's how close God is to you. <laughs> He's closer to you than your breath. In verse 8, Jesus continues to say, in this capacity of close companionship with you, Holy Spirit comes to convince the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. It says, Holy Spirit in you will persuade them concerning their sin, which boils down to bankrupt, a bankrupt, distorted identity due to their indifference to me. So the world's unbelief today and indifference to Jesus is the very cause of their bankruptcy. The word for sin in the scripture, I went and studied it, is hamarthia in the Greek. It means negative and meros portion or form. Thus to be without your allotted portion or without form. That's sin. You're not living in the, your true design. Pointing to a disorientated, distorted, our bankrupt identity. I don't want to have a bankrupt identity. The word meros is the stem of the word morph, or as in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, where the word metamorph, with form, transform, is the opposite of hamarthia, without form. So sin, this is sin, is to live out of context with the blueprint of one's design. To behave out of tune, you're not playing the music, with God's original harmony. God engineered me and you from the start to fit the mold of sonship and likeness according to the exact blueprint of His design. We see the original and intended shape of our lives pre preserved in His Son. He is the firstborn from the same womb that reveals our genesis. He confirms that we are the invention of God. Now, the Word of God says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Corporately and individually. This means God says, I've created you to be functioning and I've engineered you to walk according to my blueprint, my design on earth. When you look at Jesus, Jesus said, greater works that I've done, you will do also. And God says, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God says, I'm closer to you than even your breath. So if I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, I'm the address of God on earth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And nothing that the devil has designed against me can take me down. No storm can overcome me. No challenge can defeat me. I'm greater than my circumstances. God has called me to be the head and not the tail. I'm over and above my circumstances, not under my circumstances. Jesus said, whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed by heaven. My greatest enemy is the wrong mindset. My greatest enemy is to eat from the, tree, from the tree that I cannot. I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. All things are possible for those who believe. God has made me to be on top, not at the bottom. You learned something. You need to be here tonight because I've only touched the surface. And if you want some anointing tonight, you just sit closer because I'm spitting all over the place. And I've just laid the foundation for tonight. Amen. So you come tonight and you will be blessed. This will be part two. Don't put the defeated devil back into business in your life. The only authority he has is the authority you give him. Don't believe a lie about yourself. Don't believe a lie about yourself. Live the greatest life that God has for you. And press in. God is closer to you than your breath. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.